In a rocky vessel in the ship's library lies a young man reading books and gathering information. This ship is the HMS Beagle, and this man is Charles Darwin. Welcome aboard to another episode of How Did That Happen? Hi, my name is Yusuf Kalza. I live in the city of Alexandria, located in Egypt. And today we are going to be talking about a legendary voyage that changed the world and biology forever. We also have a special guest, Inji Idifrawi, psychologist and lover of nature, who will be asking questions and learning about Darwin's voyage with us. Let's start. So Darwin began his serious education at the age of 16 when his father sent him to Edinburgh College to study medicine. Wait a second, wasn't Charles Darwin the father of modern biology? Well, Darwin's father wanted him to continue in his footsteps and become a physician like him, but that didn't stop the young Darwin from learning science, and in the University of Edinburgh, he was taught to understand the chemistry of rocks, how to classify plants by the modern natural system, and how to stuff birds or taxidermy. According to Britannica, after staying two years in Edinburgh, he learned a lot, but not the anatomy his father wanted him to learn. But then, his father thought that the church would be better, so his father moved him to Christ Church College. Luckily for Darwin, in Cambridge, they also taught biology, so he took a course of botany by a young professor named John Stevens Henskelow. After jo- Darwin graduated 10th of his 200 student class, his teacher suggested that he took a voyage on the HMS Beagle, a ship that would travel all over the world, especially the continent of South America. What about Darwin's father and his father's dream for his son to become a physician? Well, even though Darwin's father wanted him to pursue becoming a physician, he continued his dream of becoming a naturalist. So Darwin, a young gentleman, would accompany Robert Fitzroy, the captain of the ship, to travel the globe of South America. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a short lightning question round before going into the next big topic. As our audience knows, this is the time our special guest will ask three questions before going into our next big topic. Three, two, one, go! How long was the voyage? Five years. Why did he go to the continent of South America? Because his botanology teacher suggested that voyage and that South America was rich in wildlife. Did Charles Darwin have kids? Actually, Charles Darwin had 10 children. And that's it for now. According to the American Museum of Natural History, the next five years of Darwin's life would be his hardest years. He would go through seasickness, physical hardship, and mental rigor. Also, he would be imprisoned in the ship's walls, reading in the small library of the ship. The most important book he packed was The Principles of Geology by Charles Lille. His first major stop was Salvador de Bahia, where the rainforest left Darwin speechless. Then he stayed months in Rio de Janeiro, where he collected data on multiple insects and different wildlife. On the river plate Rio de la Plata, he found Montevideo in the state of a huge rebellion. At one point, he even joined the armed sailors to retake a fort. What was the rebellion about? The rebellion was about how General Juan Manuel de Rosas killed the natives of the country, which Darwin found disturbing and savage. 
After going through many other cities and places in South America, his next major stop was the Bahia Cliffs, where he made lots of fossil discoveries. What were some of the fossil discoveries that he made? According to the Natural History Museum, rhinoceroses, mastodons, cow-sized armadillos, and giant ground sloths, such as megatherium. He loved fossil extraction, and this made him think of what happened to these big mammals and what caused their extinction. He then made it to the Andes Mountains, where he observed phenomena all around. And more importantly, he found that the land was changing and rising. How did he know the land was changing and rising? According to Britannica, the book The Principles of Geology that Darwin had packed in the beginning of the journey proved it. Then, the ship sailed up the west coast of South America to Chile, making his voyage go all around South America. Here's where Darwin climbed the Andean foothills, where he watched the beautiful mountains and even witnessed a volcanic eruption in Mount Osorno. Also, he encountered an earthquake, which confirmed the fact that the land had risen and was rising. It confirmed it by showing that the muscle beds were all dead since the water level has risen and was rising. Finally, Darwin's last major stop in South America was the Galapagos Islands, where he observed the famous finches. This is where his idea of natural selection was proven and shown. In the four islands, there was one type of fish, but what happened was the environment made the birds adapt by developing different characteristics on each island. An obvious one being their beak. Each bird had a bigger, smaller, or different beak that helped them survive in their island region. For example, in the island that was filled with insects, finches who had thinner and longer beaks were better equipped, which naturally selected this type of trait to appear more in the island. This was different in the four islands that Darwin observed. According to Natural Geographic, Darwin then continued to go around the world, visiting places like Tahiti, Australia and New Zealand, and did what he always did, and that was to gather information and collect data. Then, in April 1836, the HMS Beagle made it to the Cocos Islands in the Indian Ocean. This is where the theory that the ground had risen and was rising was proven again. This time, it was shown when the dead reefs appeared on the side of mountains. Finally, in the last of Darwin's voyage, he finished his 770-page diary, wrapping up more than 1,500 pages worth of information and data, and over 10 catalogues of skins, bones, and carcasses. He then sailed to England with endless questions to answer, the biggest one being, how did evolution take place? And after three years, he published the book, The Origins of Species, Proposing Continental Evolution of Species, making him until today one of the most well-known scientists and naturalists. Thank you for watching and I hope you come watch our next episode, which is going to be about the legendary career of Napoleon Bonaparte. Bye.